The annual beach report card was released yesterday, and many San Diego beaches continued to do quite well. Ten North County beaches scored perfect marks in three categories, and only one San Diego beach was named a beach bummer. Even during a pandemic, understanding water quality is a key environmental indicator for California. For the San Diego Union-Tribune, I'm Daniel Wheaton, and this is your San Diego News Fix. Deborah Brennan, you covered the environment for the Union Tribune, and you looked at this report card and saw its grades. Let's get people up to speed. What exactly is this beach report card, and how does it work? Okay, so this beach report card has been in effect for 30 years now. This was uh, this report marked their 30th anniversary, and it started because they wanted to have a way that they could translate technical water sampling information into easily understandable information that beachgoers and other users could quickly refer to and determine if the beaches were safe for them to go in the water. Mm -hmm. Um, The way it works is they collect and kind of analyze water sampling data from a number of different agencies, state, county, municipal agencies, tribal bodies, um, different uh, waste management and discharge agencies, pull that together, analyze it, and then they look at the numbers for um, the bacteria counts. And what they use are um, what they call uh, fecal indicator bacteria, which are uh, markers of other harmful bacteria that can make people sick. Mm -hmm. And so based on those levels, they grade the beaches from A to F, same grades we all got in school to determine how safe they are for human uh, exposure. Mm -hmm. And what are some of the key takeaways for San Diego? Because it seems that these results are kind of consistent over the years. They are. It's not that different. Last year, this year, we had 10 beaches on the honor roll, which meant they had perfect scores of A plus year round. Um, Last year, we had 12. So it was a little bit of a drop. But we usually have a pretty good number um, of beaches that are in good quality. Um, It does vary regionally, even within San Diego. Um, mm-hmm. North County beaches tend to be cleaner and get bigger, better scores than South County beaches. And that's partly because of population. Um, what what transmits the contaminants into the water is uh, generally storm water. And um, so your dry weather grades are typically much better than your wet weather grades. You know, if it's been dry for a few days or a few weeks, you're usually going to have pretty clean ocean water. Um, after a storm, everything that's gathered on the roads in the creeks is going to be washed to sea. And that's when you start to see these problems crop up. Um, so in North County, you have a somewhat less populated than South County. Um, so there's a bit less of that con- contamination. And also in South County, there are some issues, um, particularly at border fields in the Tijuana Slough with contamination from sewage from Tijuana. It's been an ongoing cross-border issue for many years. Um, So that tends to pull down the grades in that area when you have a storm that washes some of that sewage over. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we often hear after it rains, beaches are closed for a couple of days. And it makes sense because it's, you know, all of that stuff that's been there for however long it's been since it last rained is all the way out in the ocean, which is kind of gross if you think about it. Yeah, exactly. And the, those contaminants can cause um, skin rashes, ear infections, um, gastrointestinal problems. People report feeling sick to their stomach or having other, you know, stomach problems after swimming in that. 
And uh, the, the Hilda Bay basically started doing this because in, you know, prior to 1990, when they started doing this, people just kind of had to, you know, uh, take their chances when they went to the beach and hope that the water was okay and they didn't wind up feeling sick or getting an ear infection. Um, now you can check it. And they also have a real-time report that's um, updated daily. So you can look at that for your local beaches to see what the water quality is before you go to the beach. Mm-hmm. And there was one beach that got a failing grade and was listed in their beach bummers. Why don't you explain that situation? That was um, Vacation Isle in Mission Bay. Um, basically, um, any kind of bays, harbors, lagoons are typically going to have a little bit worse water quality because they don't have the same kind of circulation that um, open water does, you know, just the, the open beach fronts. Um, that particular area they said is a deep cove. It doesn't get a lot of circulation. And so it tends to accumulate more, um, more pathogens, more contaminants, more bacteria. Yeah. It makes sense. If you look at it on a map, it's kind of like mission Bay is like a big armpit or something. It kind of is. Yeah. It's an artificially created Bay. Um, it doesn't have the best water circulation or the best water quality. And that particular spot there, you know, was kind of the, the flashpoint for those problems. So that may be something that local officials can look at as far as, you know, cleaning that up or trying to work on water quality in Mission Bay. Yeah, because even if you think about it, like the San Diego Bay, you know, obviously natural, that would naturally have more water moving through it than a man-made one because, you know, we want to have shallow seas for swimming, which is kind of ironic because then it makes it not a great beach. Right. That was one of the things they pointed out in the report that um, these protected beaches or enclosed beaches that have jetties or land masses that keep the surf from coming in, make it um, more desirable for people to swim, especially parents with little kids who are learning to swim. They don't want them to be subject to, you know, crashing waves, but they might be, you know, exposed to more bacteria because those waves aren't washing away the the germs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was kind of interesting reading the history of this report. It was just like, you know, people just didn't know how gross <laughs> their beaches were in the past. And it's kind of a good service that we have now. Yeah, I, I think those of us who grew up, you know, in that time, you know, you just went to the beach and, you know, and just tried your luck and hoped you didn't come home sick. So I think people now, when you go to the beach, you can uh, have a little bit more information to guide you on whether it's safe. Mm -hmm. And also, uh, we're seeing some really interesting science when it comes to COVID-19. Uh, scientists are saying that we can maybe track outbreaks by studying sewage, by seeing how much virus is you know, released into the water uh, to treatment plants. And they also mentioned COVID-19 in the report as well. What did they say about that? Well, they said, um, yes, um, COVID-19 can definitely be detected in sewage, and they're looking at that as a possible indicator of outbreaks. Um, they said by the time it gets to the ocean, it's not likely to be an issue. Um, there's no guarantee, so you still have to exercise caution. But it's most, most sewage is treated before it gets to the ocean. It's not dumped in there raw like it used to be decades ago. Um, and, and any COVID that makes it out there would likely be, di would likely be diluted by the time it gets into the water. So, um, so that's not as big of a concern for them. Um, it is something to kind of keep an eye on, but it's not an urgent concern right now. Um, what they're saying is a concern is um, beach access, um, because when the beaches are closed, that's one less place where people can go out, be in the open air, you know, 
get some exercise, maybe deal with some of the stress of living in a pandemic. And when they're partially open, like they were for a while there with parking lots and bathrooms closed, but the beach fronts actually open, they raise the concern that that creates equity issues, that people who live within walking distance of the beach can go to the beach on a regular basis, but people who have to drive there can't use the beaches because there's no place for them to park and use uh, beach restrooms when they're there. So they're saying we have to consider that equity when we consider beach closures. Mm -hmm. Certainly. And right now it's uh, about two o'clock before the county has its press conference on COVID-19. Assuming the beaches aren't closed in San Diego over the weekend, any recommendations for enjoying our beachfront over the holiday weekend? Um, yeah, definitely. Well, obviously practice safe uh, COVID-19 precautions. Um, try to go with members only of your own household. Um, use face coverings or masks when you're in close proximity to people. Keep your distance. Um, but other than that, there's no reason not to enjoy the beach. Um, we did have some rains this week, so you might want to check the beach report for your local beach before you go to see what the water quality is. And when you're there, um, stay clear of any flowing water. So if there's an outfall, a creek, just go 100 yards from that so you're not exposed to all the yuck that's washing down from our cities and neighborhoods into the beach. Yeah, the last thing you need is to ruin your weekend by getting sick from outflow. It's not a good 4th of July for anyone. Going to get a COVID test to see if you have a, you know, an ear infection or a sinus infection or COVID-19. So, um, you know, we all want to try to protect ourselves from those infections now. So um, mm -hmm. definitely just exercise some caution, but there is good information that you can look at to determine how safe your beaches are. Certainly. We do have one question. Uh, this asks, how far south are basically what's the cutoff with safe beaches? Like what's the point in which things tend to be a little bit more kind of icky when it comes to the geography of San Diego County? Um, there isn't really a cutoff line. There are certain specific beaches that show problems, including one in North County. Um, Oceanside Buccaneer Beach um, at one of the outfalls did also get failing grades in wet weather. So it's not, you know, it's not limited by geography. But there are several spaces. Uh, La Jolla Cove is another one, an enclosed area that you have to be careful of. Um, there were a couple in Imperial Beach, border, the border beaches and the Tijuana Slough. And one of the Torrey Pines beaches also got failing marks for wet weather. So since we just had a rain, that's something to keep in mind. But it, it really kind of depends on the topography. So there's no particular cutoff. Um, most of the Carlsbad beaches are really beautiful and pristine, as well as some of the ones in um, Encinitas, Cardiff, etc. Um, and there are also some really clean, nice beaches in the south. But you kind of have to look at your local beach that you want to go to and see what the conditions are when you, you plan to visit. Yeah, it makes sense when you consider the water cycle and everything. It's, you know, a complex moving system and it depends on time and how intense the rains are or if there's a sewage problem in Tijuana as well. Right, exactly. And that's that's one of the things that they discussed is that you have circulation of currents north to south and south to north and from offshore um, toward the beaches, and that can move patterns of contamination around. So it really is kind of a, a lot of moving parts in that system. Mm -hmm. All right, Deborah Brennan, thank you so much. Okay, thank you, my, I mean, Daniel. <laughs> 
In other news, California Governor Gavin Newsom reimposed closures in 19 California counties Wednesday afternoon ahead of Independence Day weekend. San Diego County was not on the list of counties affected. The three-week pause includes ending indoor dining and closing wineries, tasting rooms, entertainment centers, movie theaters, zoos, museums, and card rooms. Under new standards to reverse reopening at the local level, a county is flagged and placed on the state's watch list if it reports elevated transmission of COVID-19, which is defined by the state as two-week average of more than 100 cases per 100,000 residents, or more than 25 cases per 100,000, and a weekly average positivity rate of at least 8%, a hospitalization rate increase of an average of more than 10% over three days, or a drop in hospital capacity to fewer than 20% of beds or fewer than 25% of ventilators available could also result in a county landing on the watch list. San Diego County is nearing those levels, and if trends continue, it is possible the county would see shutdowns next week. Thank you for listening to the San Diego News Fix. If you want to learn more about San Diegans you should know, listen to another UT podcast, Name Drop San Diego. Join the UT's Abby Hamblin and Christy Totten as they speak with Ralph Keeling. He's a geochemistry professor at UC San Diego who oversees an ever-rising measure of the amount of CO2 in our atmosphere. Name Drop San Diego is available wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast is made possible by subscribers to the San Diego Union-Tribune. As we live through this momentous time in history, the truth and facts matter. If you are not yet a subscriber, please go to uniontrib.com slash subscribe. Until next time.